Hi, and welcome to Grounding with Gem. I'm Gem Wilson, and I'm a mindset coach and founder of Vala Energy. I'm so excited to help you up-level your mindset, ground back into your body, and reconnect with nature to live your most fulfilling and expansive life. I truly believe that whatever you can see in your mind, you can manifest into your reality, and I can't wait to share my practical tips for life, love, and business with you. Thanks for joining me today, and let's jump right in. Hi, and welcome back to Grounding with Gem. I'm back for a very special bonus episode. Now, I don't usually do these, but if you follow me on my Grounding with Gem Instagram, you'll know that this weekend I did a very special Samhain Halloween sacred circle at my church, and I felt really inspired to share this content, this information with everyone that listens to the podcast because there's literally 12 of us in the circle, but I have hundreds and thousands of people that listen to this podcast and it's knowledge that I feel we all can benefit from. So many of us are really learning how to connect with the wheel of the year. We're wanting to connect more with our lands, with our ancestors, and there's no more perfect time than Halloween or Samhain or Kalangayev, as we say in Wales. So today is a very special bonus app that you can come back to at this time of year, every year if you like. Maybe I'll do one for each of the festivals of the Wheel of the Year. Stay tuned, but I'm very excited to share today's app with you. So then, you've probably heard of Halloween but you might not be so aware of the history of Halloween or Samhain, which unfortunately for some is spelt Samhain. So you might hear a lot of people going around talking about Samhain, but they're actually talking about Samhain because that is the Gaelic pronunciation. And Samhain apparently means November in Gaelic Irish. It's also known as the summer's end. And it's basically, according to the Wheel of the Year, it's the festival of the dead. It's celebrated on the last day of October and technically it's November the 1st, but the festivities begin on October the 31st. And Samhain stands halfway between the autumn equinox and Yule. So sometimes it's seen as being the beginning of winter, but it's also known as the festival of the dead. And this is a time where we honor, we remember our ancestors. And you may have heard people say it's a time when the veil is thin between the worlds. And by this, they mean the veil is thin between the worlds of the dead and the living. And then in Wicca, then we would celebrate this as a part of life and to really embrace and lean into this concept of going into the dark. So our Celtic ancestors, they would have seen Samhain as this point of the turning of the year. And it's basically a chance to begin anew. You might hear it referred to as the witch's new year or the pagan new year. And this really makes a lot of sense to me because it is a time when we are descending into the darkness. And for me, this is a great time to think about planting those seeds, germinating them during the winter months, rather than in the middle of winter when we want to be hibernating and resting 
having to set intentions according to the Gregorian calendar, which is December the 31st as we know it. So that's something to keep in mind as well. And it's thought that our ancestors would likely have seen this time of the year, this festival, as a key departure point. So they would have been burning the surplus from summer on a bale fire and they would be really making peace with the dead. They're getting ready to prepare for the winter. And Lots of early literature says that Samhain was marked by these great gatherings, these feasts, and it was a time when the ancient burial mounds were open, as they were seen to be portals to the other world. And something I mentioned in my circle was that if you are local to the Vale of Glamorgan or Barry, then there is an amazing trail called the Haunted Field Walk. It's part of the Vale Trail. They're basically 10 walk slash hike so you can do in a few hours around the Vale of Glamorgan all really beautiful and the one my sister and I did was the Haunted Field Walk and you basically go from Tinkins Wood Burial Chamber which I think is probably about four to six thousand years old and then you walk up to St. Lythans which is again incredibly old and it's a burial chamber and I believe Tinkins Wood has one of the largest capstones in Europe which blows my mind when I think about it because I love anything about Celtic mythology, Celtic burial chambers and there is said to be this sort of folklore around St. Lythans that if you go there and you whisper your wishes into the burial chamber on Halloween night they will come true so I know what I'm planning for Halloween, (laughs) I don't know about you and this is something I really want to start as a tradition every year now going forward because I feel like it's a really fun way to tap into the folklore of my land, my people, it's literally a 10 minute drive away from me and it's a lovely way to honour the turning of the wheel of the year as well. And so when it comes to this time of year, then when we're thinking of terms of goddesses that represent this festival, this season that is associated with ghosts and spirits, this is the season of the hag or the crone. And she really midwives us. She's full of great compassion for us all the way through from life to death. I have many episodes talking about cyclical living where you can go back and learn about the goddesses, learn about the moon. But basically there are three phases of life. There's the maiden, she's youthful, she's spring, she's full of life so vibrant. And I'd say she's probably up to like 25 years if we're talking in age. And then we have the mother who is abundant. She's summer. She's full of life. And then we move into the crone then, which is the older ladies, maybe 60 plus. She's wise, full of wisdom, but she's at the end of her life and she's not about to take shit from anyone. So in terms of Welsh goddesses that are associated with this festival, we'd be looking at Rhiannon, the goddess of transition. We'd be looking at Caridwen, who is the goddess of the cauldron. She's the goddess of magic, transformation. Caridwen is my go-to goddess. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. There's something about her energy I really resonate with. She seems very powerful and stoic and yeah, there's just something about her that I love to connect with. And then also we could think of goddesses like Hecate, who is this guardian of the crossroads, this weaver of wisdom. 
And when I was researching for this episode, I came across something that said that the crone goddess is celebrated to some extent in the plastic masks and the costumes that children wear at Halloween. If we think of the older witch costumes, you know, sometimes they're quite extra and exaggerated when you think about it that's actually a depiction of a crone a lot of the time they're quite like wrinkled and wise in the face so that makes a lot of sense to me now actually (laughs) and these days witches would celebrate the crone goddess by holding a ritual and naming and honoring remembering and speaking with the dead so they would start with those who have already passed over in the last year they'd move on to friends and family and then they would go further back in their lineage to commemorate their ancestors and it's said that out of this grief they transmute that energy in to joy they bring the cycle back and then they name the newborn babies of the last year the new friends and the opportunities that they've met and I think what a lovely way to look at life not just to focus on the passing but on focusing the future and what is to come and the light that has come out of the darkness because this festival of Samhain it's really a reminder that life not only contains death but that it contains rebirth and the cycle keeps going on and on every year as the wheel of the year spins. And something I'd really recommend if you are interested in tapping into the Samhain energy is to create a mini altar at home. And you don't really have to go crazy with this. You can create it with what you have at home, what you have around you in nature. I'd always recommend if you're going to take something from nature, say thank you while you're taking it, ask permission, leave an offering to the land in return for what you have taken. And you can add things like acorns, pumpkins, pine cones, maybe add some black and orange candles to symbolize this time of the year and the colors that are most associated with Samhain and Halloween. I'd really recommend lighting a candle as well for an ancestor or for expressing gratitude for the people that have come before you and as well for the people to come after you as I just mentioned. Something I really want to do this year is to frame some photos of my ancestors, my loved ones that have passed on and create a mini altar for them to really honour them and keep them in my thoughts and my energy during this time of year when the veil is thin. Now you can also hold a silent supper for them and it's a way to honor the person that's passed on. It's almost ritualistic at this time of year. So you can craft a ritual meal for them. Maybe it was something they used to enjoy eating. You can leave a drink out for them. You can spend time decorating the food in the style you know they'd loved, setting the table in a way that really honors them, and eating a meal by candlelight to connect with them and ask for their wisdom. And this is called Called a silent supper for a reason because you are basically meant to eat your supper in silence. And this ethos is based upon the idea that each individual, if you are sharing the table with people, will commune in silence with the ancestors. And I get that this might sound a little bit too far for some people. So maybe you could simply pour them a drink, leave it on your altar, or light a candle in front of a photo of them and talk out loud to them because I'm a big believer that our ancestors, they're always listening to us. They're always ready to guide us and what a lovely time of the year to connect with them. And as I live in Wales, I 
felt like I really wanted to share about something I recently learned about being a non-Welsh speaker, (laughs) which a lot of people are surprised at, that people in Wales sometimes don't speak Welsh as their first language, especially in South Wales. So I recently learned about Kalangayev, which means the first day of winter, and it's essentially the Welsh version of Halloween or Samhain. And I learned about this through Mara Stalin. I will share her Instagram below. She has an incredible book called Welsh Witchcraft. She also has a TikTok, I believe. I don't know, I'm not on TikTok. (laughs) But she has a great YouTube channel as well where you can learn all things Welsh and witchy. If that's your vibe, I would recommend heading on over there. And so I bought her Welsh witchcraft book and I follow her on Instagram. She's incredible. And I saw she did a post all about Kalangayev. So I wanted to share some key points from this and be really transparent about the fact that I'm really inspired by Mara and I'm very grateful for her sharing this knowledge because I have learned a lot and I want to acknowledge that and share my gratitude for her being so open with her witchy ways and her witchy knowledge. So these are a few notes that I have taken down from her book and her Instagram about Nos Kalangayev, which means the eve of winter. And it was also known as Esprednos, which means the spirit night. And it was a night of liminality a night when the barriers between the realms of the mortal and the spirit were at their weakest, which has a lot of parallels with Samhain, right? And this is a really important time, even in Welsh tradition, as Wales is one of the Celtic countries, like Scotland and Ireland, where we do prepare for the colder months by going inwards. So... Many traditions, again, would set up the bonfires on the hills. Some people would make mash of nine sorts. They'd hide a wedding ring in there. And whoever found the wedding ring was said to be the next to marry. We used to do something similar to that when I was in primary school as a child where they would make a Christmas pudding and put a penny in but obviously now they would never do that due to health and safety but those are fun times I feel like we need to bring back some of those fun traditions and even some regions had traditions where they would walk around a graveyard three times and basically practice divination if you don't know what divination is it's sort of like prophesizing the future in a way a few popular divination practices were to walk around a graveyard three times and then look through the keyhole of the church to see visions of who might die in the next year, throw in a handful of nuts and seeds onto a fire and watching how they burn in order to tell your future and even toss in apple peels over the left shoulder to see what shape it lands in and what letter it lands in and then this letter will be the first initial of your future spouse. So maybe if you're single, this Halloween, this Samhain, this Kalangayev, this is the perfect time to be peeling an apple and throwing some peel over your shoulder to see who your beloved is going to be. And it sounds like it was a right knees up in the village. Everyone would create bonfires. They would create a feast made from leftover food. So think of things like cowl, which in Wales is a popular stew that people make with vegetables, meat and stock. And I definitely grew up eating cowl. (laughs) 
so much to the point that now I actually don't really like eating it or maybe make a mash of vegetables and potatoes so if that's something you feel connected to maybe you want to honor this time of the year through the food you eat through cooking a delicious dinner with maybe homegrown vegetables or locally grown vegetables that's such a lovely way as well to ground down with the earth and nourish yourself literally with the food that is grown from your land And this is essentially, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, an opportunity for you to connect with your ancestors and to maybe say a prayer in their honor. So no matter where in the world you are, if you feel called to celebrate this festival, this time of the year, these are a few of my suggestions, a few things you can go away and think about. Do you have a couple of days to put an altar together, maybe collect some local produce for a meal, to print out some pictures or collect some pictures of your departed loved ones? And I always say it's about the intention. Even if you don't have the energy or the time or the resources of the money right now to do any of this, It takes nothing to sit in silence and to talk out loud, to express your gratitude, to take the time to really respect and honor those people that did come before you because without them, we wouldn't be here. And I love to think of them watching down on us and being proud of us for being here right now. Maybe that sounds cheesy to some people, but I really think it's such a beautiful thing to honor our ancestry. And I feel like knowing where we came from and recognizing those that came before us is so integral to part of our journey here on earth. And as our wheel of life moves forward, one day we will be the ones that are honored. So that's a really beautiful way to look at it. And so that brings me to the end of today's mini bonus episode all about Samhain. I hope you enjoyed. Please message me and let me know what you thought of this. If you would like to see one for each of the festivals of the Wheel of the Year, I would be so happy to share more information and to help you to connect back with nature, back with your ancestors and back to yourself. And with that said, I am wishing you a very blessed Samhain, a happy Halloween and a lovely Kalangayav if you are in Wales. And I'll see you on Friday. Bye. Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. If you enjoyed, I would be very grateful if you could subscribe, download and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time.